Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize, brought to you by Forged Irish Stout. Right. Are you intoxicated or something? Introduce the guest, man. Today we are bringing you the one and only UFC welterweight. It is Reese Skeletor McKee. Reese, how are you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. You know, it's fight time and we're having chats, so uh, good to be on talking to you. Yeah, there's always fights going down that WhatsApp group, isn't there, Rock? Yeah, yeah, there is. There is. We're always, we're always, uh, we're keeping that WhatsApp group rocking. We're keeping it rocking. Uh, Reese, tell us this. Uh, how excited are you to get to fight in Atlantic City? I don't think the UFC have been there in a while, and it's, it's almost like a, a Vegas <clears throat> of the East Coast. Yeah, it's like Atlantic City is probably one of them places that you probably would never go unless you had a specific reason to go. So, um, when I found out I was fighting there, it's pretty cool. And, you know, I've always heard like, uh, any friends fans will know the reference Atlantic City in, in some of the episodes so um, that's my chance to to go and see it so yeah it's a good place to fight it's a good place to experience but uh, as you as we said it's about a fight really wasn't it? Yeah. Atlantic City like the place to go gambling and then all of a sudden like people just start pulling out and there's just loads of like casinos left just hollow yeah I believe it's like I do believe it's like a, a an American version of Vegas like we all go to Vegas they probably go to Atlantic City so yeah no, I was just I was just checking that out it's, it's a wall spot and then uh obviously uh fighting on the same card as your buddy uh Caden Lockran do you think that was uh done on purpose now get the Irish takeover together I'm not sure. I think the UFC maybe have a list of people that, like, maybe they go through, maybe the way, when they're matching, they go through, like, the Paris card and, like, where, well, who needs match from this one? And then, well, there's two Irish guys, so we might as well put them on. Maybe something like that. But it's funny, isn't it? It's funny how it's worked out. Two shows, two, uh, like, both on it together. So strange. You didn't send them a message and be like, here, I don't want Kellen on the card. I want Paul Hughes on the card instead, <laughs> no? I think we've all tried the Paul Hughes messages, so. Um, that was funny. It's just funny how things work out. But Paul's coming, surely. Yeah, undeniable, undeniable. That fellow. Uh, Reese, tell us this. What did you, what you make your opponent Chiji and Jikwani? And um, did you know much about him when you were first told that's that's who you were fighting? Yeah, to be honest, like we were getting to that stage where we we're waiting for a name. So like I was going through the whole welterweight division, being like, it might be this guy, it could be this guy. Um, but I never had eyes on on Chitty because he was a middleweight obviously so he's never a name that, that I would have imagined would have been the next name. Uh I, I wasn't massively aware of him. I, I seen like a lot of his like his like finishes and stuff. I know he's some viral stuff which is which is good to see. So um he's experienced he's a lot of a wealth of experience. He's been a, around a long time. He's a fun style to watch. For me being like a fight fan and a striking fan, like he's probably someone, you know, I enjoy watching his fights. So I liked the name. I liked the idea of, of taking a win off him. And, you know, this time, you know, I know maybe a few years ago, Chitty was very, like, making noise in the UFC, like, kind of high up. So, like, his name uh, is worth a lot to have. So it's, like, same as the Jimmy Wallhead fight. Like, to have a win over a guy like that holds a lot of stuff. So I'm glad, mm. I, to be honest, I'm, I'm glad I didn't get the likes of a UFC debut or, mm. or something a bit fresher because... It's kind of like it's kind of like one of the wins. Not that nobody cares about because the wins a win, but this one holds something to it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like people, people know his name. Obviously, his brother fights as well. So like they're they come from a, a fighting family. So uh, it, it's a great name to have. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, start he's dropping down from middleweight to welterweight. Is there any fear of him like missing weight or anything like that? Obviously, you can't control that. But like, do, do you ever do, does that come into your mind at all? Being like, will this guy make the weight come come fight night? Like, not really, not really. To be honest, um, not really because you know at the end of the day, you have to look at it. Is he's fighting in the UFC? Like he knows how important this is. Uh, he knows the UFC taking new shit, so you have to make weight. Um, yeah. So I'm not too bothered. What I do know is I'm fighting on the 30th of March. So whether it's Chitty or whether it's somebody at, like not even talking weight issue, he could get injured for all we know. Yeah. So you know I'm turning up 30th of March and. You know, hopefully he's there because again he is the name I want. But if not, it'll be someone else. And Reese, we can see we can see you're wearing a few uh, marks on your face at the moment. Uh, who's giving you those hard rounds up in FAI at the moment? You know, I'm not even I'm not I'm not too sure who gave me these. They're like just we Velcro burns, but of course on a Monday morning on an interview they don't look too good. So uh, <laughs> that's how you know where I'm fight can't do. Yeah, of course, of course. And uh, obviously, uh, Reese, the last time I met in Paris, uh, it, it didn't go your way. It was a close fight. There was a massive rally in the third. Uh, do you feel like there's a bit of pressure on you coming into this one? And then obviously, uh, you know, you recently became a father as well. So congratulations on that. Unbelievable to see. Um, so does that give you even more reason to motivate you to go out there and get that W? Well, you know what? Like pressure, pressure isn't the word that's been with me my whole career. Yeah. So, you know, there's no... You know, I've I've seen articles already. These both guys have backs against the wall and and carry on like that. It's like it's a fight game. You know, it's never a good time to lose a fight. You know, when you're going in your next fight, you definitely can't lose that one because you lost your last. It's just an, a good narrative. Um, pressure, like you know, we're fighting in the UFC here. Like everybody wants to win. You know, like the contracts are online. So, like, I wouldn't say there's a pressure, but it's a must-win fight. So, yeah. in that way, and then in terms of like the child and stuff, like. It gives you a real reason to do everything, you know. It's mm -hmm. like before, I'd uh, like it's hard. I can't say that I found extra motivation because I've always been motivated. I've always had a mm -hmm. reason to do it, but like there's a, now an extra reason to try and get these fifty Gs uh, sent across. <laughs> yeah. um, you know that there would be nice for sure. So, uh, you know, you just want to do everything you can to to line her up for the most amazing quality of life you can, and if that mm -hmm. means, you know training that little bit harder for an extra 20 minutes every day then then maybe that's just being done but motivation has never really been a hard thing for me yeah, Reece, when, when you look back at the performance in paris and like in the build up to this fight like what, what are you like what are you sort of focusing on like on how to improve and like come out, come out this time and like get that w yeah like i suppose I really haven't spoke about this too much but in paris like um the biggest problem for me was I missed time. Not an excuse. Not an excuse, this is not an yeah. excuse, but but like I missed time the warm up to the fight. So you know I warmed up maybe forty five minutes before I fought. So by the time I get into the fight, it was kind of like cooled down again and chilled out again. And yeah. um, so this time there's a big emphasis on how on how that warm up was going to look and how you know I'm going to come out like I'm going to come out swinging. And um, there's going to be no secret. So I was I started too slow. Um, Chetty's a fast starter, yeah. so that them two things put together makes makes me destined to fix what went wrong in Paris. Not taking anything away from Lusa, but um, you know the way I started lost me that fight, and, and that's really how I see it. Yeah, it, it, it was one of those ones where you're watching it being like, 
like it, 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 you looked a bit more tentative at the start of the open rounds, and I was like, I was like, oh, you know, like uh, for me, I was like, it was like a UFC debut again. I know you fought the UFC before, but if this one felt like it was like fresh start, brand new, yeah. uh, and like I was like, I was like, oh, it did look a bit slower. Then you were coming on stronger in the third. Do you think uh, it's going to be ultra important to time that? that um warm up in the back how like you know you're basically almost coming off paths to the walkout how, how like you're fresh and ready to go yeah for sure and i think like even a lot of it was mindset you know like <clears throat> you know it's going to be obviously the storyline is going to be here this time but in paris and stuff it was like everybody was talking about you know the first time in the ufc and this is their time back it was kind of a dream and energy to be honest where this time it's like we're here now it's like let's just talk about this next fight so mm. um a lot of it's the mindset as well and you know i've never been someone who suffered the jitters of the ufc and stuff like that i just haven't got the performances in the play if i finished lusa at the end of that fight nobody would have been talking about you know oh he started slower and it's yeah. just it's just a result you know and sometimes when a result doesn't go your way it doesn't mean anything's broke it just means you didn't get the win on that day because another man did you know so i think sometimes you can look into stuff too much however we will mm. fix what didn't go right and put ourselves in the best position to win the fight yeah i'm not gonna lie reese i was absolutely heartbroken when you lost but <laughs> yeah but we both were uh we all anyone who you weren't you show, weren't ross oh he was you weren't <laughs> I'll, I'll go on record what's called Reese. you're probably personally my favorite fighter as in like like <laughs> when you win or lose like i feel it the most like just is what it is i don't know why. i appreciate the hear that for sure like, like, you say that like, to everyone man no 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 just, just like there's something special I, it's like i actually it's not even like i'm rooting for reese mckee the fighter i'm reading for reese mckee the guy if that makes sense that's that's yeah. the way i look at that uh just feel like you've worked so hard and you deserve it all and you're always you know, like, so courteous yeah. to everyone so. like i feel like you know i've been at this game a long time and you know mm -hmm. even some people like look at me fighting this guy with so many fights and like people forget i've been i've been cracking about since i was 14 15 so mm -hmm. um you know i have a i have a life lifetime dedicated to this as well like you know invested a lot of my time and gave up a lot of my normal life which i never wanted anyway but like to the sport so you know it's going to work though is it, mm. it like it is working like the mm. fact that this is my career now is 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 amazing so now it's just time to get my hand raised and then bask in the glory of the ufc yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, one thing you might not have even thought about but uh, obviously when you were fighting your last couple of fights in cage warriors you were the champion you were preparing for five rounds all the time do you think that maybe had a, a factor in the in the fight that it didn't get you going as fast because like you, you know you're used to 25 minutes supposed to 15 minutes like the shorter fight a bit faster at the traps do you think that had any sort of impact on the fight at all or the preparation like 100 percent. i couldn't like i didn't say it but you said it's one of the things that we've talked about the most um i always had a five round mentality for the last four three four fights um and it's a totally different fight prep not a different fight prep mm. but a different start to the fight a different approach where now it's like with 15 minutes at most to do work mm. uh so it's it's no longer like a mini marathon it's more we're going to sprint so you know like and that's the thing my gas tank mm. lasts for five fives every time so for free fives i can put on that higher pace and just go straight to work yeah absolutely because like i always i always think like if it gets around four or five like Back in your championship fights, it was like it was like, well, Reese going to excel here. Like, 
can they keep up that pace? So mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, the, the faster start against uh, Chigi, who has a few first round finishes as well. So like the danger's there, but I think the danger probably excites you as well because you know he's going to come out and he's going to fight fire with fire with you. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like the danger, like I've never once went out uh, fighting stood in front of someone and let them just work, you know. It's, um, <laughs> I'm coming out, I'm coming out the fight too. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's easy to look at these guys and think, oh, he does this, he does this. But you forget to like look in the mirror at what you do yourself. So I'm bringing the fight. I'll bring the fight straight to him. Uh, you know, again, he is dangerous in that first round. He's dangerous exchanges. He looks fantastic in everything he does, but I have a good way of wearing people down and drowning them and, you know, making them kind of want to get out of there. So that's very much the game plan to, to break everybody's heart. And that's not a game plan for him. If, if mm. he was replaced with someone else, I'd be wanting to drown them, tire them out, bring them to the deep waters and, and make them break. Yeah, Reese, I also want to touch on what happened to Ryan Curtis recently as well. Like, What's the atmosphere like in the gym? Because uh, the whole, the way the whole community, like, and like, the MA community and, and even more so like uh, the whole country how they've sort of rallied behind Ryan and they really hope to see him back um, 100% healthy yeah it's a, like it's such a traumatic event like the gym the gym's back now you know we're it's obviously very still very hard to accept what happened and stuff yeah. but the first week after it happened on that weekend was was like such a strange energy in the gym but you know now Ryan's making little progressions every day like every week he's getting a bit better so that's buzzing the lads on, you know, and we're very much in the mindset of like, we need to go out and get these wins till like honor Ryan, you know, it's like, yeah. like, you know, Ryan's obviously in the situation he's in now. So I feel like we all have our responsibility to, to bring the wins to him. So uh, I'm actually going down to, to visit him tomorrow. So I'm, I'm excited to that, excited to see him and, and, and hear from him again. But it's, um, it, it makes everybody so grateful for, for the sport that we're able to do. Yeah, yeah tell me about he did let you fight in his Dublin card before as well, so like, don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, you know what he did? The the chaos cartel signed off, and uh, I was allowed to. <laughs> no, he's, he's just such a legend like character. Yeah. I still actually can't believe it's true, but um, hopefully he he makes it back one hundred percent. And we will put a link down in the bio for Ryan's GoFundMe, and also Cage Conflict will be coming up as well on the twenty fourth of February, and all proceeds will be going towards Ryan. Um, Reese, would you be there as well? Like uh, giving yeah. out autographs, charging people for autographs and selfies. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if people want autographs or selfies, but I'll definitely be there. So, yeah, you know, it's just nice the way the show's doing it for Ryan and stuff too, and everybody in the country, as you said, everybody in the country from seminars to GoFundMe to mm. to Big McGregor, and not like you know, everybody's mm. just came behind the things. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it was a beautiful thing to see, wasn't it, Russ? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, look, the, the those GoFundMe's and stuff are so important because, like, not only does like will Ryan maybe need adjustments to his living arrangements uh, to start off with and stuff like that but like obviously like his bills aren't going to stop like he's got a young child like I don't know what their setup is whether they're paying for childcare or whatever they are but like you know what I mean like everyone knows themselves you have a lot of expenses in life and like it's, it's probably very tough for uh for Emma as well so uh look you know every little bit of helps like you know what I mean like if you can only afford the price of a cup of coffee or a pint like you, you know don't think like that's nothing it, it, it will it will definitely help so uh yeah give what you can and um like like we all say we're all rooting for your chaos yeah well, and a shout out to and a shout out to all the surgeons as well up in belfast that uh, have looked after ryan as well and uh if you want to find out exactly more about that liam mccourt was speaking with eric Hawani going into great detail about it mm. 
yeah, it, was, it, it touched the whole community and uh, sort of it really shook us. I'm not, I know it shook everyone, but like covering the sport and like mm. we had, we had to sort of take a couple of shows off just to really we we didn't want to. It was hard to speak about because we didn't really know what exactly what was going on about, and also sure. we did not not want to speak about it as well. So uh, no, it was nice nice to get that out there. And as I said, the link will be down in the bio. But um, yeah. Reese, what's the, what's the build up going to be like now to Atlantic City? Because um, as I said. The whole country is going to be supporting you, and they'll be tuning in to watch Kale as well. But uh, mainly for you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the build-up going to be like? But you know, like to be honest, it's like it's pretty much just just work. It's like you know, I, I'm kind of not fussed on like the fluff and commotion with the whole thing. It's like you know, I I just really sit here and get in the win, and like I know I know we're t- we're talking and stuff like that. Like, but I probably the closer we get to the fight, I'm definitely going to pull back from everything I'm doing in terms of like talking to people about the fight because. Mm yeah like when it all is said and done like all that matters is the win like and um let's be if i lost my my next eight fights like boys will not be talking to me so i need to be going out and winning <laughs> these fights so like and if that if that means pulling back from everything and that's what i'm going to do and, and i normally am like that the closer i get the fight anyway but i just feel it this time like i just not that i like I, I don't know i just feel like all that matters to me right now is getting that win being happy, being a dangerous fighter, and having the Atlantic City safe, sound, and, and ready. Yeah. Will there be any more obsessed podcasts coming out, or any just uh, YouTube videos in the build-up? Yeah, the, there will definitely be YouTube videos. There will definitely be like little mini blog series stuff like that. Um, the Get some help off Paul Hughes there on what to name them. What'd you say? Get some help off Paul Hughes on what to name each episode. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love the name and thing. He needs to bring the vlog series back. They were good. Yeah. Uh, until you featured in them getting them cracked. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's uh, the thumbnail. Yeah, <laughs> but in the, in the Obsessed podcast, it's, it's hard. It's like it's hard to get time. We were trying to get premises for the podcast um, because I just felt that would take it to the next level. I wanted to get uh, videos done all the time. So. You know, to do anything, you want to do it right. So I, I don't think now is the right time in terms of in the next few weeks. But we do have episodes in the bank, so they'll probably be released to take everyone over. Yeah. There you have it. Like, world-class athletes needs to do world-class production, you know, with, with none of this amateur hour stuff. <laughs> no, I know. You have, to do, you have to do the thing right. And then we've done one video episode with Paul Hughes, and everybody loved it. So now I can go back to audio only. Yeah, that was, that was the, the show I was requesting the most. Did you ever see it? Yeah, uh, I listened to it. Now, I I didn't actually watch it, but I listened to it. You know what? We done the video and then never released the video rather than send it around a few people just to kind of see what it looked like. But it looks so good. And I done one with Liam Shannon video as well. So um, I need to get it released. Though, that's the problem. Yeah, no, stick that one out. Uh, make sure to check out Reese's Instagram and also make sure to check out his podcast as well because you never know who could be the next guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, Reese, just before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to say to people tuning in now? No, just um, I'm going to be in Atlantic City on the 30th of March, um, and that's that's where you're going to see me. So I just appreciate all the support from the community. The 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 country is always behind the Irish, so um, it's exciting. Just another time and another chance to go out and, and be one of our own. So uh, I'm going to relish in that. 
Skeletor's back, baby. We can't wait to see it, Reese. It's going to be. What do you think of the name? I love it. I love it. For those at home who are, will pull down the fourth wall, that's the name of our uh, WhatsApp group. Uh, Skeletor. He's giving away everything, man. Ah, so look, you know what I mean? That's that's what people want to know. They want to know what's going on in the DMs, you know? They want the behind the scenes. Yeah, the behind the scenes. You know what I mean? I love it. Yeah, well, if we're lucky, Reese might jump on again ahead of his fight as well. But uh, yeah, we'll yeah, see what happens. Yeah. But Reese, thanks a million for your time. We'll let you get on with the rest of your day, okay? Yes, lads. Appreciate it. All the best, Reese. Cheers. Reece. Yeah, so Russ, Reese McKee, he's gone, man. I miss him already. I, I miss him already, too. What a guy. Uh, just such a lovely fella. Like, you just really want him to get the W over the line. Uh, there's just something about him that, like, makes you want to re- really want to cheer from. Uh, obviously, uh, birth of uh, his new child as well which is going to spur him on and then uh, of course the tragic accident that happened to Ryan Curtis as well that's going to spur on all the FIA lads I'd say they'll, they'll be out with a vengeance this year now because uh, they want to get the wins for Curta yeah yeah I know yeah it was actually sort of difficult bringing that up talking mm-hmm. about Curta because uh, like remember we were speaking to him just at PFL and yeah. he actually is large and life character and the way he dresses he puts you to shame bud but um Man, he's, he's 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 literally like could win GQ's best dressed man in Ireland. Like, and that's not even a piss take. Like, the man no. is fresh as fuck all the time. I know, yeah. And he was all set to headline cage conflict as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the main event. But I suppose now the main event needs everyone else's support. So, uh, yeah. Look, fing- fingers crossed. He, he'll he'll start to make a uh, good progress in his recovery because uh, he has a, a serious uphill battle to climb. But if anyone can do it, it's a character like him. Exactly, but uh, also, yeah, so I think for people tuning in now, they can notice that we're still going without a guest. Yeah. So uh, the n- way we're doing the show now is we're going to just have a few guests in, and in between the guests, we're going to chat amongst ourselves. And uh, yeah, it's a new 2024. And at the very end of the show, we're going to answer the energized questions sent in from the people watching the show, Ross. And there is some interesting ones. So uh, make sure to check them out at the end of the day. But uh, we're just waiting on one of the guests now. But Ross, put a poll out there, right? Which matchup do you want to see headline UFC 300? Because this is the most talked about thing going around town. Uh, the options were Drikas Duplessis versus Israel Adesanya, Leon Edwards versus Islam Makachev, Tom Aspinall versus Alex Pereira, and then Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. So Ross, so far... Who do you think is winning? Oh, who do I think is winning? Um, on oh, McGregor Chandler, if I had to guess, who's winning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So far, fifty percent of the votes. Who do you think is coming second? Drikas versus Adesanya. That's actually coming last. Is it? That's actually the, the people are least interested in that. Second most interested fight: Tom Aspinall versus Alex Pereira, and then. Third, Leon Edwards versus Israel Makachev. And the thing is, the talk around town is they're trying to make Drikas versus Israel. Yeah, well, I think it's the fight has a bit of organic beef uh, between the two guys, which I think uh, people are definitely interested in seeing. Like, I'm definitely interested in seeing that fight, whether it's 300 or not. Like, I think that's the fight to make next from the middleweight division. Do you, know, uh, do you, know, you don't think it should be a rematch with Strickland, no? Because that's what everyone's I, saying. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like you have to do that Africa versus Africa. I think I think it's just yeah. But can to... you not really? Can you not really do? Is that not a fight to have in Africa? No. Yeah, but uh, why can't they just have it in Africa at a later date? Then, if it's not, see, I don't think a rematch between Drikas and Strickland for three hundred is good. Like, that's what I think. That's I think that's what they're getting at. Like, maybe, maybe. Oh no, I just think the Adesanya and Drikas fight 
is the biggest fight that is makeable at the moment. Yeah. That, well, like, like, well, people... look, Pereira versus Aspinall would be like a gas fight. Like, just like I, I, I think uh, that, and like, sort of Islam versus uh, Leon. I think like people like the idea of champion versus champion at some stage. Like, people get like really up for that. Obviously, McGregor versus Chandler is um, the biggest name recognition fight by a long shot. And I have seen sort of, uh, I, I don't know. I, I like the UFC 300 card. I think it's a good card so far. I just think it needs, like, the main event. And, like, it's a great card. But I've seen, like, quite a bit of backlash from it. But do you think the backlash is only coming from them not having the main event yet? I, I don't know what the backlash is, to be honest, man. Like, people are just giving out for no reason. Like, that card is unbelievable. The two uh, 209 card is unbelievable as well. Um, yeah. It's the, like, the, they're all incredible cards, to be honest. Even 298 is really, really good. Yeah. Well, like, no matter what fight is announced to headline UFC 300, there's going to be people giving out. Yeah. But, like, but like Dana, it, Dana's like, this is the biggest thing that is ever going to happen. And then, it like, we're still waiting. Yeah, but, like, look, everyone's going to have their theory on what it should be and what it's not. Like, you know what I mean? So, for me, any of those four fights are good enough to headline UFC 300. And I'm here for it. Okay, well, let us know in the comments who you want to see headline UC 300. And one person who would definitely want to head headline UC 300 is the main man, Connor McCarthy. Connor, welcome story? to the show, bud. Cheers, boys. Thanks for having me on. No worries, bud. No worries. Uh, obviously, you're going to make your pro debut soon at Cage Legacy. Uh, lovely co main events, a lot. Uh, big hype around the card. How excited you get in there in the four rounds close, my man? Ah, uh, buzzing lads, yeah, can't wait, can't wait to let the hands go. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. C- Connor, you're obviously one of the biggest names that's going to be on Cage Legacy 20 in Dublin. And make sure to get onto Connor's Instagram as well to buy tickets. But how did this all come about, man? Um, so yeah, I was just looking to make my pro debut, got a few offers, and uh, 7th, uh, 17th of February worked, so you know, yeah, just accepted it and got the ball rolling. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, we had Dan Hardy on the show uh, in the build-up to PFL Dublin, and he was asking his fighters, he, we'd like to see in the card, and we told him yourself, was there was there any contact with PFL or Bellator? No, no, we haven't heard anything. It was just just through the main man, Dollar Deck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's some character anyway. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll be tagged about 50 million in pro Instagram <laughs> post right now on the, the, the day uh, you fight. But, uh, he, he, didn't, he didn't pick you up in the limo, did he? No, no, I'm, I'm waiting for that, boys. I expect that. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> With the amount of people traveling from Clane to see you fight, that would be, uh, that'd be huge. You know, Clane for life. limos that. going from Clane, yeah. yeah. No, I think there's a minibus on the way, at least. <laughs> yeah. Just... Uh, just ask for the limo. Ask for the limo. <laughs> yeah, pull, pull the big star move. Say, say, I'm not fighting if I don't get a limo. That's it. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, well, Connor, you're taking on Rafael Gomez on the 17th of February. Uh, what do you know about Rafael? He's a bit of a dark horse. There's not much out there. Um, I found two videos of his last two fights. So I know he's a brown belt. Um, he seems like he likes to strike. I don't know. To be honest, it's going to be the same kind of same job anyways. Keep him arranged, pick him off and look for the finish. Yeah, I saw, I saw Peter Queeley put out a tweet about yourself now. He, he might be slightly biased, but uh, he said <laughs> you're uh, probably the best prospect that the country's seen in the last 20 years. Uh, what do you make when you get such praise from, from, from a guy like Peter, who's 
been everywhere, fought everywhere, fought who's who of uh, fighters as well. Ah, it's class, man. It means the world. Um, you know, even for my own confidence and all, and my own belief in myself. Yeah, it means the world. Yeah, he's a uh, shout out to Peter. He's an absolute veteran there. And uh, obviously, when you were, I think when you were up in college, you were doing some training in SPG Charlestown. You were getting trained with the likes of Owen Roddy. Uh, obviously, you're doing a lot of your training in Nace with uh, Peter and Sergei. What's it like to have those coaches around? Around and like, what's it like to pick their brains all the time? Ah, it's unreal, man. Just uh, people, you know, who've kind of done what you want to do or have kind of been successful. The likes of even Charlestown, it was nice to mix it up with all them lads. Um, I still probably will be up there as well. I've been up there maybe a month or two, but like, I'd, you know, still be really good with uh, all them boys. Roddy's a great coach. And then everyone in Nays, like Peter, Sergey, King Conlon, uh, we've great bodies in every discipline. Ah, it's unreal. And uh, yeah, Connor, Connor, what made you decide to go professional now? Um, To be honest, like, it was just, I was wanted to get college out of the way, but I didn't know if I could fight like amateur anymore unless it was an IMAF and I couldn't take like a week or two to go off, fly off to somewhere. So then I was like, well, if I'm fighting, it probably has to be pro next. And uh, this card, like it's not um, only four weeks into college when the fight happens. So it's not mental. So that was kind of the reasoning behind it. If it wasn't now, it was going to be summer. Okay. Yeah. Fair, fair. Getting the studies. What are you studying, by the way? Electronic engineering. Oh, geez, he's a smart one as well. So uh, fair, fair play to not just looks, lads. Not, not just looks at. Uh, no, he has everything, man. And he's undefeated. Are you in your final year as well? Yeah, I yeah, am indeed. Oh, there we go. There we go. So we see maybe a not so active Conor McCarthy this year. Maybe one or two this year. Or would, do you think you'll get the bug here on uh, February and uh, you'll want to be out a few times this year? Uh, I keep saying I'm going to step away and I never do so I, the goal is at least three <laughs> pro fights this year sure I'm done in May once I'm, once uh, May hits like you know it's a uh, full time fighting so um, at least three fights this year I'd expect okay yeah. so we'll probably see this one and then complete the studies and then go help yeah, together from probably there. July, August if there's any dates around then perfect, perfect. is there anything you can tell us about what you want to do with your career like um, what way you're sort of talking to your team and like or, or like do you plan on competing on cage legacy like for a few fights and then trying to get into bigger shows or are you just taking a fight by fight yeah it's kind of hard to like down the line things a lot like obviously i'd love to get to the ufc that'd be a huge goal of mine um but probably for the next year it'd be local scene like kind of regional scene maybe one or two fights abroad i'd imagine though off the top of my head i can't give you a definite answer because i don't know you know just have to see what what comes up but uh probably be local scene for this year maybe next year looking for a few more fights abroad and you know just building a few few fights and then looking for one of those bigger contracts yeah well, it's because you have all that experience when traveling all over the world so we weren't too sure but like it, it you, the irish and may fans can count themselves lucky to be able to see connor competing on irish soil ross yeah absolutely and not only that but uh Connor, you have a massive sort of—I don't know whether it's called a fan base or not, because I think like you have a lot of mates who come and watch your <laughs> fight. But I suppose it is a fan base, like you know what I mean. Like you sell a lot of tickets when you fight. I remember seeing you fight in the Pillow Hotel, and the place is on wheels for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. How grateful are you to have such a strong uh, following fr from uh, from Clay? I'm so grateful, man. They're all legends. Like from my own friends, like I have two older brothers, so all their friends will be like kind of support me and all. I'm so grateful. Um, I'm nearly shocked. For the first few times when I got all this sport, like I didn't expect it, and uh, it means the world to me. You're playing, always represent. <laughs> yeah, you're playing. 
Clane for life, you know. Clane yeah. for life, lads. You know. What, 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 what's actually the best thing about it, Clane? Probably the bookies in the pub. To be honest, there's not much else. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But uh, what's, the, uh, what's the pub? What's the pub? Manzers or Joneses? But like it's it's been Manzers lately. Now I haven't been there at all, really. But that Manzers is the spot now. <laughs> get the sponsorship out for the last. Yeah, get, <laughs> get the four star stout in there quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, with that being said, Connor, I suppose that makes you a hot prospect for these uh, for these shows. Like you know, I mean, obviously with that large following, with that support that you have. Uh, it generates into ticket sales. So now that you're turning pro, like, just, you know, you'll probably have the pick of the litter of uh, where you want to fight now because uh, promotions would be joined to have that selling power that you possess on the show. So uh, that's incredible to have. But I suppose with the star power and the selling power comes comes the skill. And, and that's something that uh, I'll be very interested to see. Will much change now in your preparation for fights going from three-minute rounds to five-minute rounds? Um, I feel like I've been getting tailored for a pro for the last two years, you know, like all my rounds have been five minutes, maybe more so this camp, it's like focusing on trying to throw knees to the head and elbows, mm. I would have maybe neglected that a year ago, well not neglected, but you know, not drilled it as much, so yeah. that definitely, and yeah, a few kind of small things and positions now and that like, well this is elbow range or, you know, if we're mm. up against the wall to throw elbows in when I'm defending a takedown, stuff like that, but it's kind of said the same grind, you know, maybe a bit more volume. And in SPG Nace, who are the bodies who, who are giving you the work? Who who are the training partners who are who are pushing you on the daily? Um, so like Alex Kyo, Darry Harrison, Jordan Scully, Paul Fitzgerald. Um, I'm definitely gonna leave a few out off the top of my head. Um there's a good few of the boys, yeah, and then like uh Brandon Blake and wrestling, and there's all the Jits lads, you know. We've we've a good group of lads. Obviously, oh, yeah. Peter, like I train with Peter one the most as well, like. Uh, yeah, it's just good to get a few of the names out there for, for the lads just to let them know that, that they're giving you the I definitely, I definitely forgot a few the boys. They're like, fuck, they're going to get me in training. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll just think you don't like them. <laughs> Sorry, boys. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to buy they're gonna buy tickets off uh, the Portuguese fella instead. It's the way in. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, no, it, it's, it's incredible to see the journey you have on. When you look back at your amateur career, what was your favorite part of your amateur career? Or what was the moment that really stood out to you? You were only talking about the Pila Hotel. I think that was the fight where I won my first belt. That was probably one of the one of the highlights. Definitely, um, it was a big crowd and like I got a nice finish. Uh, traveling, I got to go to Bahrain, which I, I could probably tell you now. I would never go to Bahrain if it wasn't for fighting. Like I don't know what would bring me out there, but uh, that was sick. Um, yeah, if we got to travel a bit, and so maybe the Oima fights, they were probably the highlights as well. Yeah, I think I think uh, in the Super Cup. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you step up away class and get a win over there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I weighed in at like cool. 78 for middleweight. <laughs> yeah, but still got the job done. That that was a pretty cool moment as well. So like, yeah, there's, there's that a was probably moments. one of the highlights as well, if not the main one. Yeah. So I I suppose uh, we've seen you enough on top on top of the cage sometimes. Uh, you know, either raise the belt over there or letting the lads know that uh, <laughs> you got the job done. And I expect to see that continue. Um. At, uh, in the pro scene as well and uh tell us this would it be lightweight the whole whole career or what's what's the plan on weight wise for the pro scene yeah i think so definitely for the near future it's going to be lightweight i'm 22 now so maybe i will grow more my frame will change and but at the moment it's going to be lightweight probably for the foreseeable future no class just uh interested to 
uh, see which weight class you're going to fight at. Because obviously, a lot of your amateur career came at welterweight, but I suppose that's down to weigh-ins as well. Um, yeah, some of them were same day weigh-ins. If you yeah. look at any time I fought welterweight, it was usually mm. the same day weighing. That would be kind of ideal for me, you know. Yeah, exactly. And t- tell us this: Have you practiced the weight cut before, or do you just feel like you have the team squad there that you, you you'll be okay for for a lightweight weigh in? So my last fight, um, the super lightweight belt was even made lighter. It used to be one sixty five pounds. Now it was then it was one sixty. So I kind of will become the same weight to what like as I did to one sixty. If that makes sense, I'll just be maybe five pounds lighter the same fight week. If that makes sense. Oh so, yeah, it's grand. Same kind of procedure. And uh, Dollar Jack will love this question. So you follow a few of the Irish promotions, but uh, tell us this. What's it like to fight on a cage legacy show? Because uh, he puts a lot of effort into the promotion of the shows. Lad, no one promotes the shows like that. Yeah. You know? Oh my God, I'm tagged in the reel every day. I don't don't even share half of them sometimes. But <laughs> 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 yeah, he's some man for pushing the show. Uh, he gets them done and it's ideal. Um, they're all close by as well. They're all like, you know, the red cow, they're all in the south, so don't have to be traveling up to the north. Yeah, I, I suppose that's a massive appeal as well, isn't it? It's it's sort of that. I know Premier, I've just started now, but it's probably the, the mainstay of the uh, shows in the south of Ireland, so uh, it's definitely a, a bonus for it. And then I suppose that means you don't have to ask people to travel too far, which probably ki- continues the chance of you bring that large support. But uh, yeah, yeah. Like, are you always a brilliant show? Like, I've found that many times. It's just, it's a bit of a hike for, like, say, any of my supporters or my, even yeah. myself. Like, so it's just nice. This is local, you know, can sell probably a good lot more tickets. Yeah. The more, the, more, the more shows, the better. But, like, you are right. Like, having it having it down in Dublin uh, probably suits you a bit better. So, yeah, and the people yeah. out there want to come and support you. But, like, people can always tune in as well and get links. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. There's a link out now, I think, for it. Is there, yeah. Well, then make sure to get on to Connor or Cage Legacy, but specifically Connor to uh, yeah. make sure to tune yeah. and watch the fight. Like... Boys, please. Yeah, yeah. He, he needs to make the, the, that extra few bob off the ticket sales and the, and the links. So, uh, yeah, Connor, look, I can't wait to see you uh, get, get out there in the pro ranks. I think it's going to be absolutely brilliant for you. I think you're definitely one to watch on the pro team. So that's why you're here. Uh, yeah. If we thought you were a scrub, we wouldn't have you on. Uh, but I uh, can't wait to see you. Uh, I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. Um, Baz, anything else left to say to Connor? No, Connor, thanks a minute for joining us. But is there anything you want to say to people tuning in that want to see you make your pro debut on the 17th of the 2nd on Cage Legacy 20? Ah, uh, lads, don't put me in the spot. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a good show, good showcase of skill. And can't wait to go out there and just put on a show, you know, put this fellow away. Perfect. Well, Connor, thanks a minute for your time. And we'll let you get on with your day. Nice one, boys. Appreciate it. Thanks. All the best, boys, Connor. And Ross, there's Connor McCarthy, your new best mate. Yeah, look, uh, that 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 Clayne young fella, he, he's uh, he's most certainly one to watch. You know, I don't think there's a coach in the country who doesn't respect the skills he has. Um, everyone speaks really, really highly of him. Uh, obviously, he fought in the IMAF scene, so a lot of the country coaches in the country have seen him. Um, SPG Nace and uh, the time he spent in Charlestown was really stood a test to him, and he's most definitely one to watch. Like he's got great wrestling. Uh, often I've seen him pick someone up walk across the cage with them and slam them down. His boxing is really, really high level, uh, especially uh, was the amateur scene. And I expect that to be his main focal point as he turns pro. I think that uh, that boxing has gotten the success he's had today. Yeah, he's, a, he's actually a lot like Reese. The, the, like, there's not much shit talk. There's, it's just all business. And uh, you can see that he loves the sport as well. And then um, 
yeah, we're obviously waiting on another guest now. Yeah, we are indeed. Um, here, come here. I'll just go, sort of go over a couple of things that yeah, is happening in the world right now. Um, obviously, there was no UFC over the weekend. We were just talking about UC 300 there earlier. And there is a few things being lined up for this weekend. UC is back. The Leeds A's fighting Ima Um uh, Meepaw Molly McCann is on that card. And that's one that we will definitely be checking out. Um, what's going on is Octagon was back over the weekend. And there was two Irish fighters in the car. Armin Hurst, who lost on the card. But uh, there was a victorious Dennis Frimpong. Who are expecting they're, on the show soon? There, there's um, someone who's not uh, not afraid of a bit of trash talk. No, <laughs> not, uh, no, he's up there in the top five biggest trash talkers, I'd say. Yeah, de- definitely out of uh, out of Ireland. Anyway, uh, that man is constantly uh, letting people know what's up, uh, as the kids would say. You know what I mean? But uh, look, you got a win over a very experienced opponent, so I uh, can't wait to chat to Dennis. All right, and then, uh, yeah, before Dennis joins us, Ross, I'm going to go on to the energized questions that the people sent in so kindly as well. So, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just read them out. You let us know what you think, and then I can uh, I can jump on after, right? All right, go for it. Okay, the first one Any word in who's headlining Cage Warriors Dublin in April? Uh, haven't heard yet, but if I had to put my guessing hat on now, I think it will be Paul Hughes. I think Paul Hughes will fight again on the, under the Cage Warriors banner come April. I know that's probably not a popular answer. That's not what people want to hear. People want to hear Paul Hughes signed to the UFC. But I have a feeling that Paul Hughes want to get in there again soon. And I think April will be the date and he'll be the headliner. You see, that's the situation. Like, like obviously, we talked to Reese a good bit. And like, like we don't want to constantly be asking him when Paul Hughes is signing because uh, nobody knows. But... um. Because there's no European shows in the UFC coming up soon, hmm. I, I, like a, I wouldn't be overly confident that Paul will sign. But you also never know; there could be like a pullout, and then he jumps straight in because uh, he's he's the guy waiting to go. Well, look, Paul Hughes to... was already one half of one of the biggest fights in Cage Warriors history when him and Jordan Vuchenix unified the featherweight title. Why can't Paul Hughes be in one of the biggest fights? in Cage Warriors history again and have George Hardwick come to Dublin and fight Paul Hughes in the main event for the lightweight title. We haven't seen George Hardwick back since he lost on Dana White's Contender Series. What a statement it would be if George Hardwick was able to beat Paul Hughes, who is probably the hottest fighter outside of the UFC right now. And then what a win for Paul Hughes if he could go in there and beat George Hardwick and become Cage Warriors champ champ. And not only that, but be the guy who just fought in the Contender Series. I think that's the fight to make. That's the fight that's going to get the fans excited. That's a fight. Like, yes, it will be devastating for the person who loses. But at the end of the day, that's the fight game. And that's what Ian Dean does. He puts the two best guys in there against each other. I think the fans will go crazy for Hughes versus Hardwick. You see, the thing is, with all these other places putting money into them, like Bellator and PFL, yeah. and supposedly Bellator are going to be going to Belfast in March. At what stage does Paul just go, do you know what? I want to start making big money. Because if he signs with them, he's getting big money. Yeah, potentially so. But I think his goal and his dream is the UFC. And I don't think that's out of the question at the moment still. And I think he goes in there and he wins in Dublin again. And I think I think it's I think it's it is a done deal. I think 
I could be wrong now, but I think he only has one more fight left in his Cage Warriors contract. So he would then become a free agent. And then he would be a seriously, you know, hot free agent. So uh, 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 that's that's the answer to my question. Who's going to headline Cage Warriors April? I have no information on it yet, but I'm going to say Paul Hughes. I'd say that's definitely the one that they're, they're going for first as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Then another one. Yeah. Shout out to Dean Donnelly for asking that question. Uh, Rory Crowley asked, um, are you going to be watching Roadhouse, lads? What do you make of the trailer? Did you actually watch the trailer? Because it was up in the stories, but pressure. Yeah, I, I did watch the trailer. I watched, what, uh, what happened in the trailer then? <laughs> McGregor walks into the bar and like he smashes the stool around the gaff. Then he headbutts Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Shouldn't let him get that close, Baz. Shouldn't let him get that close. <laughs> uh, it reminded me of Chael Sonnen and uh, Vanderlei Silva. Uh, but yeah, I thought McGregor looked very beefy in the trailer. Yeah, didn't and, he? Like, yeah, I think it's going to be on Amazon Prime in the film. So like, if I, if I can watch it from the comfort of my own home with a few Forge Irish Stouts to crack open, I'll 100% be watching it. Maybe, maybe the two of us uh, will watch it together. We'll make a date of it, get a takeaway. Watch it in the cinema. Yeah. We're going to the red carpet for that. I'm not even messing. Um, yeah, what's gonna make of the trailer? I thought the trailer was good, and um, I'm gonna be yeah, I'm definitely gonna be watching it. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't watch I many movies. I, I never saw the first one, so no, like, I, I don't really watched... know. I don't know what the concept of the film is, but like, I know obviously Jake Gyllenhaal at some stage fights in the UFC or whatever the fake UFC is or whatever it is. But like, they fight in an octagon at some stage. So uh, look, I'm interested to see it. Should be should be interesting one way or the other. Yeah, I d- I didn't watch the first one, nor do I plan on watching it before this one because it could be like oh that didn't happen in this one all this sort of stuff yeah but uh, no i'm looking forward to watching it like uh, i don't watch many movies but like conor mcgregor's in the movie how can you not watch it in fairness if, if, if any like random irish athlete was in the movie i'd probably go watch it just for the crack anyway but especially when someone has as big of a name pull and as much charisma as mcgregor does yeah how much do you think he weighed in that as well <sighs> probably like 195 maybe jeez man he's coming up to your division yeah yeah then Ross, here, here's another one. DH Newman asked, Liam McCourt headlining PFL Bellator Belfast in March? Question mark. Yeah, I think that looks like uh, what we're going to get. Cyborg versus uh, McCourt. Uh, I think it's a great fight. Um, I think Liam McCourt deserves it um, after her last win. And not only that, but uh, obviously she she's grown quite the fan base. She's going to be a big star in Belfast. It'll be probably the SSE Arena. Uh, obviously, Chris Heiborg is one of the best females to ever do it. Why not have him uh, stuck it out there? And I especially think with uh, Liam McCourt being so close to Ryan Curtis, the amount of spotlight you'd be able to shine on that uh, in the build-up to that fight week and the amount of help that uh, that would do for Ryan Curtis as well, I think that would be phenomenal. And then why not get the get a co-main event of James Gallagher and Brett Johns going? Uh, I think the fans would love to see that as well. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think uh, James Gallagher has fought up in Belfast uh, under the PFL Bellator banner. I think you're right in that. Um, no, I'd, look, I'd, like, I'd look, Liam McCourt, Cyborg, is the fight to make the headline. And then uh, Leo's also getting a massive push as well, doing the commentating as well for PFL and Bellator. Like they see her as a star, they they would love to see her with a belt wrapped around her as well. And like Cyborg is is not going to be an easy fight. Cyborg no. was also pushing to try and go back to the UFC and fight Amanda Nunes. So uh, that's definitely a space to watch. Uh, Ross, just another case, a question from DH Newman as well. Do you think the Irish UK market is overrated? or oversaturated with Cage Warriors, PFL, Europe, and Octagon? 
I actually don't think so. I think we have the talents to fill those promotions. And if we have the talent to fill the promotions, um, I think, like, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I think, like, uh, as they say, uh, a rising tide lifts all ships. So I think the more promotions that are in here trying to sign guys is also better for the fighters because it gives them stronger negotiation powers if they're getting multiple offers from multiple promotions. Um, so, yeah, I think I think they're doing well. I just think... Uh, when turning pro, I think it's important that you look after yourself, um, look after um, your own matchmaking um, along in the process because uh, I have seen guys maybe take less favorable matches that they're brought in by promotion to maybe lose at times. And like that's that's not what we're looking for. You know what I mean? We want to make sure we're handling our careers adequately and giving ourselves the best opportunity to shine. Yeah, I'd agree. I think... I think it's great to have all these organizations trying to get Irish talent on them as well and UK talent. Um, I would, if I was a fighter, I would just sort of concentrate more on what the organization's doing, like how are they promoting their fighters, like mm. how are they putting out their content, is people interacting with it, uh, like will this actually benefit you? Like, there's not, like, I don't really see a point of fighting on an organization where you can't watch the fights live or you can't get a link. Mm. Like, I, I, I don't think that really helps because if people are going to follow your journey, they want to be able to see what you're doing. Like, there's no point to disappearing and being like, "Oh, I won." It's like when, you know? Yeah, I think, exactly. I think karate. I think karate combat let down their fighters by like not airing the stuff, not putting it out. Like when people are waiting for it, um, I can't really think of any other organization that uh, does that. Like karate combat or combate global? Oh, sorry, combate global. Sorry, excuse me. I, I, I was like, I was like. I'm pretty sure you watch Karate Combat Live. <laughs> no, Combate Global have had a few times where I think it's Dee Begley, Dean Abyssa, a few others have fought. And I was like, the fight will be out in three days. By the way, I won. So, like, yeah. what's that about? Um, yeah, Combate Global. Uh, look, obviously, their last showing with, uh, um, you know, the SPG fighters on it, like, that was that was a decent show to watch. Uh, they had some terrible refing in the Stephen Costello fight. Uh, which was a bit bizarre. The ref was trying to say the other fellow won, uh, even though that's not what the scorecard said. But uh, yeah, Combate have a have a long way to to go to compete with the other fighters. Now I, I have no idea what they're doing financially, but uh, in terms of um, you know watching the shows, they're definitely lesser in my opinion. Yeah, well they can't really say no because that's exactly what happened. I think even in the build up they didn't yeah. even promote it. Uh, Ross Alcalosi asks, shout it out. Fish and chips or a Philly cheesesteak? Uh, oh, it depends on what humor I'm in, but like probably a Philly cheesesteak, you know? I'll, I'll agree because I don't want to all after me. Um, we have a couple of questions from Cage Eggsy. Excited for Conor McCarthy's pro debut? No. Um, <laughs> another one. Is Cage Legacy Ireland's number one show? Oh, I think all the shows offer something different. And I think... Different shows. I was thinking about this as well. I was sort of like, it's, it's hard to really pick the show. Yeah, for for me, there's a few standouts. I think, uh, I think, uh, you're quite uh, taking McAleenan. I think in terms of amateur shows, like they do put on really good amateur shows. I think feel like their pro fights lack a bit of star power sometimes. Uh, that's that's not necessarily uh, knocking the promotion. I think that's just uh, sometimes I'm watching. I'm like, I'm more excited for. I'm going to call it the amateur main event than I am for the any of the pro fights. Uh, I feel like Cage Agreed. Conflict is probably the most consistent show. You know you're getting, you know you're getting a few pro fights on top. You know they're going to be uh, high level lads out of FIOI. 
and you know they're gonna go out there and put on a good show and like it's it's produced well and it tends to be the same venue quite a bit which means you know exactly what you're getting when you're there uh they do a good job in the, in the devonish uh cage legacy um is obviously you know second canada is a relentless promoter and um, they're going worldwide now as well yeah Taking on the oc he said absolutely um they have a very aggressive schedule for this year uh, i'm definitely looking forward to seeing can they fulfill all those destinations because uh, uh, uh like to be honest I'd be surprised if they do, but like I'm not going to really doubt Declan Ken anyway because like you know he, he's a he, he's a mad man and he gets he gets mad stuff done sometimes. Um, with the fighters arriving at the, the the media day and the limos and stuff like that, it was just uh, it's just crazy to see. But um, look, and I the think, legacy yeah, ladies, and the legacy ladies. Well, it, look, Cage Legacy is like it's probably the best party night out of all of them as well. But like the fights themselves are also brilliant. Like we've seen some absolute bangers there. Um, Shauna. Like, yeah, Shauna Bannon was insane. Uh, you know, we've seen Max Lally's rise on Cage Legacy. Um, Conor McCarthy's going to make his pro debut. Like they just acquired Richie Smullen. And then like the next card's going to have a few pro debuts. Like Lewis Burns going to make, like a lot of people like are looking to make, uh, to fight on Cage Legacy. And that's, that says a lot about the, the promoter himself and um, so look cage legacy definitely has a state to claim that uh, and then obviously there's clan wars as well clan wars are, I, I actually just feel they're a bit of a funny one and uh, i feel like oh, i don't know if they like this but i feel like they don't relate to the media very well i feel like they're a bit standoffish Um, i feel like they're not very welcome maybe they've had bad experience in the past but like we've never had any bad experience with them uh, but like I feel like they're a bit standoffish with us. Uh, well, not overly welcoming anyway. But obviously they put on uh, some good pro fights as well. Um, and then they put on an awful lot of amateur fights. They sort of had those behind behind the doors, behind closed doors, sort of novice almost fights where like you don't really know what's going on. But uh, look, the guys at Clan Wars, they seem to run a very good show. The show seems to run together very, very smoothly. It's definitely very well done professionally. But... I feel like they could do with a bit more, I don't know, promotion and a bit more openness to the media. And then I suppose other shows, uh, I feel like Vir- Chaos... Virtuous, it looks, it looks to be a mad one. Yeah, Vir- Virtuous, uh, shout out to the lads, uh, Jerry Poltick, who runs that show. Um, that seems to be a great show. And like I really like the idea behind that show. It's sort of just promote MA and OMA um, to get that gym. Uh, a bit more spotlight. Obviously, Damien McKenna sort of headlined most of those shows. Um, and, like, it seems to be a bit of a cauldron in there. It, it reminds me almost a bit of uh, the Indigo at times. It's like the Irish Indigo, the way there's the balcony yeah. on top and, like, fans are going nuts. Uh, Chaos is another one, uh, obviously, in the Millennium Forum that, um, th- like, I feel like uh, they could do working on their, their social media game a bit, but, like, their, the way they actually have some grappling matches on there, some MMA fights on there, like fair play to the lads. Cause uh, obviously uh, that's, that seems like an all day event. It feels like a seven or eight hour event. And like the two lads are passionate about it up there. And I suppose um, they're the only ones putting on a show in Derry. So, uh, you know I mean? It's, it's good for that area as well, which, which is uh, fantastic. And then uh, premier seems to have split and like not really, they never really talked about why they split. They just sort of split. That makes sense. Um, and then what? Just kept the name. Yeah, it sort of 
vaguely changed the name, but like and changed the color scheme. Um, obviously, uh, Noel's very, very passionate about uh, mixed martial arts. Um, you can tell from the way he uh, talks about the fights. But uh, for me, like I wasn't mad on those pro fights uh, at the last event. I just thought they didn't have any t- t- ticket sellers from a promotional standpoint for me. On it, and then also, they, well, it didn't of, help that Ryan Shelley had to pull out, yeah. But I didn't like the way they handled that either. They sort of announced Ryan Shelley and never, never actually said, Oh, he's pulling out. They sort of just like said nothing about it. So, like, I don't know, like, to me, I'm like, You should probably say he's not fighting on the card anymore. I think the transparency was being missed there. Yeah, I think that's nearly all of them that we discussed. Is it? I, there's more to now announce, man. Come on. More, more, more shows. No, oh. no. Look, if any, if any of the shows are actually tuned in now and yeah. they want us to give you more of a hand and mm-hmm. in whatever, because like obviously, like like a spade a spade here. Like we've the we've the biggest audience on Instagram in the in the country for covering MMA, and obviously we want people to know these events are mm-hmm. on. So if you want if you want us to help out, like we'd be more than happy to. Like that's what we've been doing the last few years. So uh, like you know where to find us. Yeah. And as always, uh, stay energized, yeah. Yeah, but just to finish off your cage legacy, uh, definitely has a claim to be the best show in the country, uh, based on the fighters they've actually had fight promotion as well. Like Whopper job that they're doing. Yeah. I like I like the, the, the Pillar Hotel was nice and mm. you see, I just think the place in was it Tala community center? Yeah. I think that's just too small. Like when yeah. you go in there, like I get mad claustrophobic sometimes when I go somewhere and, and like the way that it's just it's it's just a cauldron and it's just an absolute yeah. sweat box when you go in there and I'd just be like I'd, yeah. I'd be like here I need to stand outside for a sec. I'd but, also like to see cage legs get a bigger cage. Oh <laughs> uh, what? Like well like if, if you want to critique critique something like I'd like to see them have a slightly bigger cage. Yeah, okay. Especially for the pro fights. Yeah. You know I mean? There's no fighting to it, you know what I mean? So uh but look. But look everyone's it. everyone's everyone's learning, everyone's improving. Yeah. Uh, Cage Legacy and they were sponsored by Forge Irish Stout as well and Sour yeah. Clan Wars so there will be a lot of things to be checking out this yeah. year because we will be covering them and uh, we will like there is like oh, I'm excited for this year yeah definitely so that is it for the fan questions make sure to get your questions in for next week's show but we have a very special guest in the building here we go Mr. Dennis yes, Frimpong right. welcome to the show bud <laughs> how are we lads how are we great dennis great dennis congratulations uh your first official octagon win does it feel weird to say it's your people saying it's your first octagon win when we watch you get wins on octagon challenge yeah i mean i'm not too bothered to be honest like i i'm i'm not you know i didn't really ever start this game for uh me record or anything like that i started this game so I, I could have fights legally, to be honest, and, and not get arrested for punching someone up outside the bar. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I just I just go through it. Obviously, it's, it is what it is, you know, but uh, if, if, that, if that's going to be my first official Octagon win and it's against a, a veteran of uh, the promotion and a guy with 30 fights, you know, a, a, a fan favorite on Octagon, then yeah, cool. You know, I'll take it for what it is. Dennis, uh, obviously this uh, this fight had a lot of traction on it. Uh, obviously, when it comes to fight week and it comes to weigh-ins and press conferences, 
you're constantly stealing the show for Octagon. Uh, have they have they said anything to you about that, or have they like praised uh, you know your ability to get more eyeballs on the fights? I, I I think they know what what the crack is. You know, um, obviously the uh, Andre and Pavel have both uh, sung me praises uh, in my ability to sell a fight. Um, I always say, you know, I, I can sell sand to a sheik. So, um, yeah, like, uh, I, I do come from a sales background, to be fair. Like, my job before I went full-time was, was in sales. Um, so I'm just selling fights now, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, you know, the more, the more I uh, put performances on like that, the more people are going to want to watch. And whether they want to watch me get knocked out or they want to watch me knock someone out is, is uh, debatable, but you're going to be tuning in regardless. You're going to be watching the pay-per-view. You're going to be buying tickets to come and, and boo or cheer me. So, yeah. Yeah, but what, before we get, get on to the future, Dennis, like, what, what, after getting the win there of the weekend, what was the feedback like? Um, From who? From, like, the fans and that or yeah. what? Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, as expected, you know, I mean, we've seen it on Connors come up, you know, uh, People would say, oh, you've never fought a good wrestler. Chad Mendes is going to fuck you up. Knocks him out. Ah, well, Chad took it on a week's notice. He's too small anyway. Okay. Oh, Jose Aldo's going to knock you out. Knocks him out. Oh, well, Jose Aldo, his head was melted anyway. Ah, you know what I mean? So they, no matter what, haters will always try and figure a way out to uh, discredit your achievements you know the you know if i'd lost him they wouldn't have been saying he was a bum but now they're saying ah well he's a bum anyway he, he he's, he's got a load of losses it's like yeah but he's also got a load of wins against really good guys that are highly ranked do you know what i mean so you can't win with these people but i i say like i need more haters like i don't have enough haters i actually need more i want more so um there's an application link in my bio um hating on the so uh, fill in that form, and uh, I'll accept your application. I, I love it. I love Ross, it. You're, already registered, you're already registered to that, aren't you? Yeah, I, I set up the website. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, you're so bad. Like, you really are. Like, it's, it's so entertaining. It was so entertaining an Octagon Challenge. And I feel like I feel like you're only getting started. I feel like you're, you're only starting to wind these guys up. And again, like, uh, me and Barry were only talking earlier on the show about... Uh, you know when you turn pro and stuff like that like you should like manage your first couple of fights uh really carefully and like you know what like if someone asked me i'd probably advise against fighting someone with 25 plus fights but uh you got in there not a bother to you and i think that really goes to show the type of character that you have and self-belief that you have in yourself because uh you know i'm sure some people thought oh you know 25 plus fights that's probably not a good idea to get in there against yeah look uh, it's a it's a bit of a few things so first of all like where i want to be in my career where i know i'm at already in my career um like if i can't beat a guy like that then like why am i doing this do you know what i mean like um not only that but uh, you know I'm, I'm 29 i just turned 29 Um i'm not like a 19 year old going pro that needs to like wait until my man strength comes in and develop myself and all this yada 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 i haven't got the time you know I, I, i'm just gonna bang the fights out get the experience in. i'm learning on the job so going in there against an experienced guy like that will only stand to uh bring more experience forward and even the likes of george as well i know he wasn't like mad experience and all but like obviously his amateur experience and like everyone knows what a prospect he is 
Um, and yeah, like, you know, we've we seen the, the holes that I, I plugged up learning from the George fight into this fight, you know, um, I was able to get up against this guy, which I might not have been able to do if I hadn't fought George and found those holes, you know. So, yeah, like, I, I, I've been, this is this is like a, a catchphrase of mine nearly now at this stage, but records are for DJs, and uh, I am not a DJ. I spin people's jaws. I don't spin records, so. T tell us this, <laughs> we love it we love it uh tell us tell us this obviously uh the george fight was that like a humbling experience for yourself and uh no 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 listen like it wasn't humbling in the sense that i knew how good he was you know what i mean like like mm. obviously i was chatting a lot of shit about him and all that like and i was saying i was gonna knock him out and i believed i was gonna knock him out but um I knew he was good. It wasn't like I was taking him for granted. Do you know what I mean? He he comes in with a certain skill set. Um, you know, I wouldn't call what he does MMA exactly, but it it works in the MMA cage. Um, but yeah, it, you know, uh, it wasn't humbling. It was a learning experience more so than a humbling experience. Uh, but I still know how good I am. You know what I mean? Just because, you know, just because someone really good beats you doesn't mean you're not good. You know, um, I still know I'm a high-level guy. And like I say, when people go on to see what me and him go to do in the next five to ten years, people look back at that fight and go, wow, why did they fight each other so early? Like, these are two top guys, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Exactly. Uh, what was said to you after the event, Dennis, as well? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you're obviously one of the biggest names now just in, in the door at Octagon. Like, what way do you see they're going to try and uh, direct your career now for the next year? Well, I'm trying to get on this uh, Tiff Sport Game Changer tournament. Um, What's that exactly? You know, so they're putting uh, Octagon do a million euro tournament bracket. Um, they done one last year at Welterweight, and this year they're doing it at Lightweight. Um, yeah, so basically most of the top the top guys in the lightweight division. They've also brought in a few other guys. Uh, I think Makwan Amir Khan, he got signed on. Um, he's coming up to lightweight for it. Um, but yeah, obviously you don't get a million flat out. Like if you win it, you get 300 grand for the final, but you get paid each each step you go up. Yeah, incremental. Um, yeah, um, so I'm trying to get on to that. Obviously, a lot of people are going to say, oh, you don't deserve to be on that because of your record. But, I mean, I just I just showed what I can do to someone with a better record than me, um, you know, with with more experience than me. And a guy who was meant to be on that um, fought Jan Soraki not long ago and um, didn't have anywhere near as dominant a performance as I had against him. Um, you know, didn't come near finishing him, got dropped twice himself, um, and he's had to pull out with a hand injury. So I'm saying put me in instead of him. So we'll see what uh, Andre and Pavel have to say about it. Obviously, um, I, I don't see why not. You know, they might they might say otherwise, but if not that, then um, then we'll see where we go from there. But that's what I'm banking on for now. Yeah, well, like if if Octagon are looking for the Irish eyes and the Irish market, like I mean, putting an Irishman in that tournament mm. is the way to go, Ross, isn't it? Yeah, well, like, if, if, if you want people to, like, put it this way, Barry, you didn't know about the tournament there. If you want people to know about the tournament, you put the menace in there, and you, you'll have them, uh, you'll have them, everyone dying to get their hands on them in the bracket, because it'll have wound them all up. So, uh, that's the I thing as well. That, that's the thing, and, like, a lot of these guys that are in that bracket, I want to fight, and they've been ducking me over this whole record nonsense. So just put me in there, and then they can't duck me, because you have no choice then but to fight me. And then, um, 
let's see if I can I can do what I did to this last mismatch and mismatch them, you know. And, and, and that's another question for you. Obviously, you said it's that lightweight. Uh, obviously, Shem fights at lightweight as well. Is, is he looking to get into the tournament as well? Uh, I don't think Shem is going to be at lightweight anymore, if I'm not mistaken. Is he going back down? I think he's gone down to featherweight, yeah. I think it was, he, he, they said it on the announcement. He, he called out a couple of featherweights. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think he's yeah, gone but back it, down. Like, you know, the, the, there's their weight classes, and then you put, put a million euro on the line, and then the weight classes might change. <laughs> <laughs> like, are, are you telling me, Dennis, if the, the weight class is welterweight, you wouldn't fancy a pop at that anyway? <laughs> uh, are you mad? Like, have you seen some of the size of them octagon welterweights? <laughs> oh, man, you're, 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 hard, you're hardly uh, a small lad yourself. Yeah, I'm not bleeding 95 kilo walking around either, though. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> but, um, you know. Money talks, though, Dennis. Money talks. Money does talk, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know, mate. Maybe, you know. It depends how much money it was, obviously, as well. And the yeah, skill yeah, level yeah, of the guys yeah. involved, you know. But, um, no, I, I, I think Shem's going down to featherweight. He's letting me... Uh, he's letting me take the reins for the Irish in this, uh, what they're calling the, the Champions League of uh, of MMA. So um, I, I've said it to them. They need someone to fly the tricolor in there. They've got people from all sorts of countries, Finland, um, Germany, Czech Republic. And yeah, so just put me in there and uh, let's see if these guys can han handle me. Like, Well, that you're definitely one person I want to see in that tournament, Dennis, because uh, if we're going to cover it, we want to see you in there. Um, Dennis, you're after kicking off the year the way you would have wanted to. Want to know, like now, it, like there is potentially getting put into this tournament. Like for the people tuning in now, like what should they actually expect from Dennis the Menace Frimpong in 2024? Well, obviously, tournament or no tournament, I'm looking at least four more fights. I, I'm I'm fairly fresh after that fight. I didn't really get hit. Uh, my foot's a bit sore from kicking his elbow. That's about it. That'll be gone in a couple of days. I'm already back in the gym, back training. Um, I'll be sparring tomorrow. You know. Um, so yeah i'm looking for an active year um at least another four more fights i would say yeah by the end of the year um yeah is that Birmingham card appeal to you oh yeah if i don't get into tapes for it that would definitely be one that i'd like to get on uh, although like me and shem seem to have bad luck whenever we're putting the same cards so uh we, we might have to leave that one off but um there's one card in particular in prague they're doing it in uh, a football stadium uh, I think it's thirty or thirty-five thousand. It's already nearly sold out. Tickets have only been out two days, so um, I'd like to fight a Czech guy on there and uh, get thirty-five thousand people booing me. That'd be nice. Take it all. Let's sign up to the hater club as well, Dennis. Yeah, listen, that'd be thirty-five thousand extra haters, mate. That's uh, it's a whole lot of uh, extra bonus points for the menace. Yeah, this is the entertainment game as well. Yeah. Well, here, Dennis, like, oh, we want to congratulate you again. Like, we're absolutely buzz buzzed for you over the weekend getting the win. Unfortunately, Armand didn't get the win, but, I mean, look, who knows what happens next time out. Um, Dennis, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to say to the people tuning in, uh, the fans, of the, the Menace Army fans? The Menace Army? Uh, yeah, just obviously thanks for the support. Thanks for believing in me. Um, you know, anyone who knows me knows how hard I work and knows how I train and stuff knows about my skill set, watched me on Octagon Challenge, knows that like the record doesn't really speak for my skill set. Um, and I have just been taking hard fights. And as well as that, let's be honest, if I don't know whether you've seen my pro debut as well. That you know, yeah, I don't you know if you call 
yeah, I don't know if you call that a loss either, really. In my head, I didn't lose that fight, but yeah, it is what it is. What's on paper is uh, is what's official, right? But um, what's on paper doesn't win you fights, you know. Um, your skills pay the bills. Exactly. Well, look, it was we were we were thrilled to see you get the win over the weekend, and like long may it last. Ross, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap things up, bud? Yeah, I just want to say uh, congrats, Dennis. It was great to see uh, you get in the win column. Uh, look, you're, you're a character and a half. Uh, you're also a nice guy as well, outside of uh, outside the character. So, uh, yeah, just can't wait to see you back in there again. Can't wait to see another Menace show. People pe- people love to watch it. Whether, Like you say, whether they're uh, part of the Frimpong Army or they're part of the Hater Club, they're watching. Uh, you're definitely one of the most charismatic guys uh, out there at the moment. So, look, best look. Hopefully, see you again soon. Hopefully, you get on that that uh, t- tip sport. Uh, yeah. If folks are going to listen, put Dennis in that tournament. Come on, we'll make sure to cover yeah. it. Then. I'm yeah. the only I'm the only Irish fighter on the roster who's ever had a win on Octagon. So they they don't really if they're going to put someone Irish in, they've got to put me in, haven't they? There we go. Dennis the Menace, get him in there. Uh, Dennis, thanks a million for your time. For those watching at home, make sure to like, share, subscribe. And as always, stay energized. Energized, Shaw. Up the Irish. Been sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that I, I, I saw. So keep going. Keep up the good work, guys.